Hi friends, it's Kathleen here and I just want to thank you for joining me today. I know you have choices in how you spend your time and that you're very busy people. I want to acknowledge that and I just appreciate you taking time to just jump into the Word with me today and just talk about what is on my heart and what I feel like is on God's heart for us as the body of Christ and those that love Him. Um, we're going to talk today about being an imitator, being a dearly loved child, being a light, and also being wise. And I want to take you to Ephesians chapter 5. I've been reading here recently, and there's just some things that have really jumped out to me that I want to share with you. It says in Ephesians 5, it says, Be imitators of God. Therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And as I read that, I thought of the first part about being an imitator of God. You know, and when we imitate somebody, I think one of the best, um, the best um, examples of imitation I can think of are my grandkids. You know, when they come and they stay and, and just watching them play. And sometimes I'll see them imitate me or imitate their grandfather, um, or maybe imitate their mom or dad. And an imitator is someone who copies what someone else does, copies the way they speak or they behave. And, um, you know, what God is telling us here in this passage is that we're to be imitators of God. We're to copy his behavior. We're to copy how he loves people. We're to copy how he's gentle, he's kind, um, he's peaceful, he's, he's joyful. All those things are part of the character of God and part of who he is. And that's how he wants us just as little children copy and they might play doctor or they might play nurse or they might play fireman or they might, you know, act just like their daddy. Uh, they might say something their daddy says and it's not so good. <laughs> um, I've heard that at times too. Kids, I taught children for a number of years and you could tell a lot about their parents by how their children acted, especially when they were little, because they were always imitating what they saw, the behavior they saw at home. And there was a popular saying years ago that children learn what they live. And that's what I feel like God is saying is learn and imitate me. And it also says as dearly loved children. And if you don't get anything out of this podcast, I want you to grab a hold of that you are dearly loved. You and I are dearly loved regardless of our behavior, regardless of our performance, regardless of anything else in life. You are dearly loved. He loves you. 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 And just let those words wash over you because you are dearly loved. And I was thinking about, you know, when you really feel loved and cherished by somebody, 
Um, you're free. You're free. You're free to live life. You're free to do the things you're called to do. You're free because you know that you've got somebody there that loves you. And um, I think that's so important. And God wants us to grasp that because oftentimes in life, we have people around us maybe that don't love us well. And God always wants us to know that he's the one thing we can count on. I know when I was widowed, one of the things I struggled with is, you know, I'd been married for the majority of my years. Um, I married at 19, was married for 30 years, and then was widowed. And all of a sudden, I didn't have somebody that came home every day and told me they loved me or told me I was pretty or told me that, um, you know, something they appreciated. And I really struggled in that sense because I was, it was part of my, you know, part of what I was used to. And so those years as a widow were years of really solidifying that regardless of my circumstances, I was loved. And fortunately, I had had some studies and that was something God had begun to walk, work into my life um, when I was in my 30s and I wasn't widowed until my, until 49. Um, but I felt like at that time, I kind of got my PhD <laughs> in that aspect. God wants us to live as his dearly loved children. And that means a life of freedom because we know we have somebody we can trust. We know we have somebody that's there for us, that's with us, that's cheering us on. And that's how he wants us to love others around us. You know, we live in such a crazy world right now and people need encouragement. They need somebody cheering them on. They need someone putting a deposit in their bank. And I believe Jesus is telling us in this passage, be that person. Be somebody's person. And that can be somebody you run into at the gym, the grocery store, you know, wherever you go work, be an imitator of Christ. And, you know, love is sometimes sacrifice. It is doing things that maybe we don't want to do, but we do it because we love someone. We do it because it's who we are. And you know, I heard years ago, um, I believe it was Graham Cook said, I am what I love, not what loves me. And so there are many people around us that are craving and they need, they're craving love. The only love that can really satisfy us is the love of God. But as people, I believe we're called to be an imitator of God and to display love within our families, first and foremost, but to all of those that we come in contact with each day. And sometimes that's challenging because people are just unkind. They're, um, you know, they take things out on us and sometimes it has nothing to do with us, but we just happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. And we, we you know, get the brunt of that. But Jesus is telling us right here to be imitators of God as dearly loved children and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. It goes on to say 
And I'm just going to read this and touch on it because I think it's important in this day and age. It says, but among you, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or greed, because these are an imposter of God's or improper for God's holy people. And, you know, there's so much that's on the media, on the TV, everywhere about sexual immorality. And I think it's very important, especially in marriage, that we set boundaries so that we don't fall into any any kind of inappropriate behavior. But also, you know, it's not that God is just telling us, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. He does that because he wants to protect us. And there's been many heartbreak from people that have fallen into adultery, that have, you know, their spouses later found out they were unfaithful. And that takes years to rebuild. Um, and it's important that we just set those, we set those boundaries. Um, this week, I had just a man, you know, say something about having lunch. And, you know, I quickly had an excuse because that's not something I do because I'm married. And unless there's other people that would be there. It's important that we guard ourselves. We set boundaries in our lives so that we don't, we don't cross over any line in any way. And it goes on to say, nor should there be in verse four, Ephesians 5, 4, nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. God wants us to have a heart of thanksgiving, but he doesn't want us to be people that are going around spewing obscenities, foolish talk, and coarse joking. You know, joking can really hurt people. It can discourage them. It can, um, it can press them down to make us look better or be the center of attention. And so the Lord right there is just telling us as believers how we need to conduct ourselves. And it said, you know, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a man is an idolater and has any inheritance and doesn't have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things, God the wrath comes upon those who are disobedient. Therefore, don't be partners with them. So the Lord, you know, is, is instructing us on how to live right here in his word. And then it says in verse 8, For you were once darkness, but now you are the light. You are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. You know, when I read that passage, it's the, a reminder that everywhere we go, we're a light. People are reading us. You may be the only Bible somebody reads. They may not go to church. They may not read the Bible. But let your life be one. And I want my life to be one that displays the things that are in the Bible. Do I mess up? Yep, I do. I'm human. And when I do, I repent. I try to be quick to repent. But I know people are watching. I know people are watching my life. And 
you know, sometimes that can be those right there in our family. It doesn't have to be, you know, when we're out and about. The other day, I was um, somewhere and I had someone come up to me and I was having lunch and they came up and they said, I recognize you. You're the, you're the woman that writes for the paper. And the woman went on to say how she saved the articles that I had written and, and how much they meant. And, um, you know, it was a reminder to me is I may not know someone, but because I do write for four different newspapers and my pictures in the paper, um, people know me. And so they're watching. They're watching even when I'm totally unaware that they're watching. And it's a good reminder for all of us. Are we being a light? Are we being, you know, a light helps you to see the way to go. It helps you to see the right way to go. It helps you to keep from tripping over things. We've been doing a lot of remodeling in our house and, you know, we've had different light fixtures out and the electricity turned off because we were doing different stuff. And, um, you know, it hit me the other night. <clears throat> I got up in the night and I grabbed my phone because I thought, gosh, I don't know where anything is right now. I don't want to trip. And so I used my phone as a light. And that's what God is telling us to do is to be children of light. And what he says that means, it's being good, it's being righteous, it's being truthful. And it says, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. We're not, we're not to have anything to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. It tells us right there, those deeds are fruitless. And then it goes on to say, it goes on to say in verse 15, it says, be careful then, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Well, if you didn't know it, folks, we are living in some pretty evil days. We're living in days where you know, there's stuff that goes on that years ago, you know, people would have gone, oh, oh my goodness, <clears throat> because things like that were just not acceptable. And now it's like they're acceptable wherever you go. And the Bible tells us to be careful how we live and for us to be wise and make the most of every opportunity. You know, I'm 62 right now. And when I think of, okay, I hope I have a good, I hope I have a good 25 years ahead of me, but 25 years doesn't sound like much. When I think of all that needs to be done in the kingdom of God, when I think of all the people that need to be reached, when I think of all the things that we as the body of Christ need to do to prepare for the return of Christ, and that could be tomorrow. I mean, we may not have much time at all. Um, I'm looking at my lifespan and I hope it's longer, but, um, and I hope I'm still kicking and sharing the gospel and doing everything God called, has called me to do. And that's what he's saying to you too. You know, he's given me certain gifts and talents. And one of those is a communicator. You may have a gift of service. You may have you know, the gift, some other gift 
Um, you may be a very talented, a very talented um, um, Bible teacher. You may be a very talented school teacher who is out there. My goodness, public school is the biggest mission field I know of. I worked in public school for a number of years. And what I loved about it is as somebody that really kind of grew up, well, grew up in the church. Um, it really exposed me being a public school teacher to to just the need that was there for the gospel because I saw so many kids that were hurting and needed a good role model in their lives. And so the people, my whole point is you may be called to the oil field and you've got men around you everywhere that need a godly example of how a godly man walks and lives. And it says right here to be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. You know, our world is looking for what's good, for what's right, because it's gotten so convoluted in the, de in the days that we live in. And um, we have such an opportunity such an opportunity before us and it's in our everyday life it's not just somebody going to the pulpit and preaching it's not just going and being a Sunday school teacher that's not it it's when we go to the gym it's when we go to you know the gas station it's when we go to the tea store or whatever are the places that you frequent um, I love showing up places and, you know, one of the things I ask is that God give me divine appointments and put people in my path that I need to talk to, that I need to share hope, that I need to share goodness, that I need to share love with. And so I hope this encourages you to be about the things that God's called you to do. Because one of the things I feel passionate about is preparing the body of Christ because the days are evil. And... You know, when I say the body of Christ, that's just, I guess, a fancy word. I could use a more plain word of those who love Jesus, those who've given their hearts and lives to him. And we've read today how God tells us to be imitators of him and live as dearly loved children. Live as a light. Let us be the ones that show people the way to go. Show them what right looks like. What does right look like? And we are to be those people. And it also tells us to be wise because the days are evil. We live in evil days, but you know what? We don't have to be worried and we don't have to be afraid when we walk with the Lord because he's called us to rise up. Rise up in this day and age and be a light, be an example of who he is. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the call that you have on each of our lives. And thank you, Lord, that you want us to imitate you. So help us to do that. Remind us. Tap us on the shoulder. Bring things to our remembrance, Lord. To be an imitator of you. To live as dearly loved children so that we can love others well. Lord, to flee any kind of 
sinful behavior or anything that would discredit you. Lord, forgive us when we've been a part of coarse jesting or we've been a part of, Lord, um, just putting others down. Forgive us and help us to be, Lord, wise because the days we live in are evil. Lord, help us light the way for others to know who you really are. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. And by the way, um, just being a kingdom messenger, I'm on TikTok now. So if you're a TikTok listener, you can follow me. It's under my full name. And I put just little inspirational things because guess what? The days are evil. And we need to be the ones that are being the light. See you next week.